Well, good morning, Liberty Church. My name is John Wesley, and this is my beautiful wife, Samantha. And we are the worship, or not the worship pastors, we are the youth pastors here. You do not want to sing worship. I cannot sing. We're going to let them guys do that. Um, and we are the um, youth pastors here at Liberty Church and uh, the campus here in Arab. Um, and we get the great opportunity to bring the word to you this morning. So we're super excited. Uh, we're going to wrap up our uh, uh, series that we've been in this summer called The Power uh, of Why. And um, so before we do that, I just want to uh, just uh, tell Pastor Keith and Kelly, um, we love you guys. We miss you. We hope you're having a blast. They're out celebrating their 29th anniversary. That's awesome. And this morning, uh, if you've ever heard Pastor Keith, ever hear, heard him speak, heard his heart, um, that dude is anointed um, from the top of his head to the bottom of his toes. And, and as a church, sometimes we have to share him. So he's actually communicating the gospel this morning as well. Um, doing what he loves to do, and um, we miss you. We love you guys. Y'all have a great week. Uh, enjoy one another, and man, what a what a victory! Twenty nine years. That's incredible. Yeah. That is just a testament to the um, to them and, and to the Lord and all the all the things that they they do for one another. So that's awesome. So we are wrapping up the Power of Why series, part six. And if you've been with us through the summer. You have seen Pastor Keith hit on all the key ministries of Liberty Church, and we get hit on the best two today, so we're so excited. Uh, so the why, we'll just recap real quick, the why is the belief or the reason behind the vision. It's the heartbeat of every great thing. The why focuses us, the why sustains us, the why empowers us, and it creates buy-in. In the Why of Liberty Church, Pastor Keith has shared that this with us. It says, God created a place where distressed people can find freedom, where indebted people can be equipped, and where discontented people can make a real difference in the world. If you've ever been indebted, if you've ever been, uh, let's see, uh, discontented, then this is the place for us. And I know I've been in that place before where I've been discontented, I've been indebted, and I've just needed a place to belong, and this has been the place. Absolutely, and, and, and that's the, really one of the, the biggest like uh, heartbeats behind Liberty Church is just to really empower people. So our what and our how is the seven pillars of Liberty Church, seven foundational ministries that empower us to fulfill our why, that really drive us. You know, you can hear from the Lord and you have all this fire, but sometimes, you know, you have to just really single it out and just give it some little bit of go when you grow, you know what I mean? So, so a lot of times we have all this fire and these really help us as a church and as a body and as believers really like take out what we've learned from the Lord and really put feet to it and really go out in the community and all the different elements that we offer. So um, today we get to talk about two of my favorite pillars um, and show of hands, has anyone ever had a sibling in their life? Yeah, you really can't get rid of them. They're there forever until one of you finally go get to meet Jesus. I was the oldest of three. And my younger sister and my younger brother, man, they would buck heads the whole time. And I was the one that when they got in trouble, mom and dad, hey, hey, John Wesley, come here. Like, just tell us what really happened. And uh, 2911 in River's Edge is kind of like that. They're the younger of the seven pillars. If, if Liberty was to have kind of like seven kids, they're going to be the youngest. And they literally share a room. We literally share a room. We tear down the chapel week in and week out um, because we know that uh, it is crucial for what River's Edge does on yeah. Sunday morning, and, and they understand what we, what we offer on Wednesday night is really crucial to young people. So yeah. 
What is the children's and the youth ministry? River's Edge and 2911 are the next-gen ministries of Liberty Church. It focuses, on, focuses us on partnering with parents to spiritually connect, equip, and empower the next generation to impact their generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the heartbeat behind both of those pillars. The opportunity to pour into your kids week in and week out on Sunday mornings, week in and week out on Wednesday nights, to be able to open the doors at 6.15 and students come in and, and be able to really ask the tough questions. That, that's really what the heartbeat behind those two ministries are. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to Psalms 22, 30, and 31. And it says this, it says, Our children will also serve Him. Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous act will be told to those who are yet born. Yet they will hear about everything He has done. So that, that's, that's, that is really one of the biggest heartbeats that we have as River's Edge in 2911 is a lot of these kids really don't really understand and they're just being impacted. Hey, look, ask me the tough questions. If I don't know the answer, I will get it for you. Yeah. You know, we're highly blessed. You know, a lot of people have to Google, you know, what does the Bible say about this? Uh, if you've ever met Forrest uh, Van Zandt, I don't have to Google it. I just forced it. I literally just asked him, hey, uh, let me ask you about this in the Bible. And I'll just, I just need some understanding because I have some students asking me about this. And that's a great resource. But that's really what we do, man. We want to impact the next generation because as beautiful as we are, you know, eventually we're going to get to pass the torch to the next generation. And that's why we really love to have them come in on Sundays and have them come in on Wednesdays and be able to impact them. So... Yeah, and just partnering with the parents, <clears throat> that is the heart behind Miss Cindy and her ministry and everyone on her team and our team as well, that we don't want to take your place as a spiritual leader of your kids. We want to partner with you and we right. want to come together with you. And like that scripture said, that our children will also serve him. And we're creating a place where your kids can rise up and they can serve the Lord in his house. We have student leaders on our team. I think we had three or four students who preached their very first message in 2911 Youth this past year. And just making room for your kids to serve the Lord um, and be that next generation to really rise up and be ready to, to grab the torch when we all pass it on. Absolutely. And so how are we going to do this? So we do this through worship services. On Sundays, the children have a worship service. They come together. They praise the Lord. This is where they're jumping and they're shouting for the very first time sometimes. And on Wednesday nights, we have worship service here, sometimes in here or in the chapel. We praise the Lord. We pray. Our students get to pray over other people and worship Him. We also do this through small groups. The little kitties have their cute little small groups every Sunday. They have large groups together, and then they break into small groups, and they have an adult that sits there with them and, and listens to them. And they have an adult who sits there and answers the hard questions, like Jobo said. Absolutely. Um, and on Wednesday nights... Our adult leaders are in each small group, but really, they're just there to listen. Every Wednesday night, our kids are blowing our minds with the things that they say. We have some mic drop moments in our youth small groups when the leaders are amazed at the revelation that our students bring. Yeah, and small groups are not just something that we offer and encourage through the, to the adults. It's if, if the kids are doing it, and then they're turning around and doing it in their youth and then once they get into here, it's just going to be second nature. Yeah. It's going to be like, wow, like, I really, I need a small group. It's not something that yeah. sounds good from the pulpit. It's not something that sounds good when my best friend tells me about it. 
or Mike and whoever down the road tells me about, dude, did you need to check out small group? No, it's something that they really get to experience uh, week in and week out and ask the tough questions. And uh, it really empowers them. What I love about it is, don't get me wrong, I love to speak. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and I love speaking to teenagers. I love impacting them and encouraging them. But I love to be able to take the microphone out of my hand and really kind of put it in their hand, kind of in disguise, yeah. and let them have the power and let them kind of ask me the tough questions. Because in, in some moments, they can actually answer the question better than I can. Like Sam yeah. said, like it's, it's just mic drop moments. It's like, wow, yeah. this really blows me away. So. So we also do this through parent pages. Each month there is a parent page that goes out to the parents to say, hey, this is what we're teaching your kids. This is what we're teaching your youth so that you can come alongside that and, and ask them about it and say, what did you learn? What did you learn tonight? What did you learn today? And then through special events, we have a very exciting special event to announce to you today, but I'll save it for a little later. Um, but we've had special events this past week. We had worship camp. Andrew and Chelsea and their team from Arrow Worship have led our students in worship camp this entire week. They've learned how to play guitar maybe for the first time and sing and worship God for the first time on stage, and it's been so impactful. And then we also do this through discipleship. John Wesley and I, over the past two years of being the youth pastors, have seen many students come in, and they're so hungry for God. They, they want to know His heart. They want to know how to live for Him, and yet they don't know how. And so we're able to come alongside them, disciple them, and say, hey, this is the tools that you need to walk this out day in and day out. This is how it's done. Yeah, and, and, and Miss Cindy and her whole team in River's Edge, they, they do the same thing week in yeah. and week out. You, you know, they, they challenge them, hey, learn them in reverse. They challenge them. You know, they get like special bucks, and I'm not sure what they're called, and they get all these gifts and bike and, and you know, bring your Bible and do all this. Well, see, if you can instill that in a small child, you know, what would they do when they become an adult? Yeah. And like Sam said, you know, we've got to go on a few amazing trips this year and especially last year too. We went to youth camp earlier, or, yeah, earlier in June this past year, and we got to meet David Hogan. And if you've ever heard of the gentleman or ever um, listened to one of his messages, Radical. the dude is insane. He is just, he is blunt, going to tell you the gospel. And if you accepted that, that's just how it is. If not, he's just going to move on because he knows other people want to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I literally saw students be healed. We have a girl in our youth ministry yeah. that used to not be able to come to a worship service without earplugs in her ears. She was healed the next night. She stood right beside the speaker and lifted her hands high and had no problem. Yeah. No problem. If y'all don't understand, let me show you what she used to do. This would be her. Because she wanted to exalt the king of kings so bad that she would fight it. Her ears would be ringing so much that this is what she would used to do. She'd cover her ears and then she'd lift her hand and she'd cover her ears. Yeah. For her to be able to stand right beside the speaker and be healed, to be able to lift her hands to the king of kings and just be able to exalt him. You know, some of us take that such as advantage and we're just like, yes, and it's just... It's just there. But for people that can't do that, that is an incredible moment. We had one of our uh, adult leaders, she got healed from lupus, a disease that she's had since she was born. She's walking in full freedom. It's yeah. incredible. So special events are awesome. They're big, big opportunities, and we want to just have as many as we can to embrace River's Edge and 2911 Youth. So with that being said, without further ado, we are here to announce that we are doing a merge conference 
What is Merge Conference, right? The it's, Merge Conference is where families flourish, and it's going to be a huge event where we bring together the light of Christ and the love of the family, and they merge together, and it's going to be a beautiful event. Right. So fun. So Merge Conference. So you're like, okay, this is, this is different. This is unique. Let me, let me just break it down to you. It's an all-day event. So every element of your family is invited. Yes. Parents, let me just, just ease it for you. You do not need a babysitter. Bring your kids. Praise God. They are going to have the funnest time of their life. The students are going to be encouraged. You guys are going to be discipled. To really understand and really, under, uh, uh, really be able to take what you've learned and go home and apply it to your lives. So the Merge Conference is going to be September 7th. There's going to be food. What kind of food are we going to have? Chick-fil-A. Who likes Chick-fil-A? Does anybody like Chick-fil-A? Oh, that was weak. You've never eaten a Chick-fil-A like I have before. I mean, before <laughs> I can even pay, they're like, here's your food, sir. I'm like, God bless you. Just God bless you. You don't even understand how that makes me feel. So it's pre-blessed food. It's going to be exciting. It's an all-day event. Yeah. And it's totally free. So you're going to come, parents be discipled, students are going to be encouraged, kids are going to have the time of their life with Miss Cindy, and then you're going to be sent home with a packet to start putting into place these things that you've been taught when you leave that very night. And so it's going to be so much fun, and it's free, which is a plus. Totes, totes free. <laughs> no babysitter required, no money required. Just come and enjoy and intake, and then go home and learn just how to apply. Yeah. Just practical stuff to your family. So. so if you'll turn with me to Ephesians 4, verse 11 through 13. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. That is the purpose of the Merge Conference, and that is the purpose of 2911 Youth and River's Edge Kids, that we want to use the gifts that God has given us in our leaders, but also your kids, and we want to put them into practice because we all matter, that we all have to work together to be in unity. Absolutely. So, so why next gen? Why... Why next gen? What, what's the big deal behind River's Edge in 2911? Well, let me just give you um, our foundational scripture in 2911. And, and it's found in Jeremiah 2911. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So because the only way to keep them when they are growing older is to train them while they are young. And that scripture really just kind of breaks it down for us. Like, I don't know about you, but I was a young person, you know, I know we could be a little removed from, you know, our, our youth groups or maybe even high school, but eventually there's those elements in life where it just feels like the whole world's against you and it just slaps you in the face. Yeah. And you're like, man, my future's so big and so bright and it's just really daunting. I just, I don't know what to do and you just feel like the whole world's crushing you. And, and that scripture really shows us that God has a plan for us. Yes. That he's right beside us. If you would just ask me, I'll come aside, I'll come beside you and walk this with you. And it, and it just talks about a future. Man, your future's bright. Don't worry about everything else. There is hope. Let's just take it one day at a time. Yeah. Because sometimes we get to that moment, we just feel oh, so overwhelmed. And you're just like, God, I don't know. I got to do this, 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 and this. And you just take a deep breath because God knows the plan and he knows your future yes. and he's got a hope for you. So we got to train them while they're young and keep them 
So that way when they get older, they know what's up. And if you'll turn with me to Proverbs 22.6, this is our foundational scripture for River's Edge. And it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. There is a statistic that's come out that um, about 58% of students, once they graduate high school, leave the church. And then there's another statistic that comes back and says, but within three years, 70% of that 58% comes back. And so if you're a parent and your student has wandered off, this is the hope that we can stand on. This is what we can hold out on because God's word does not return void, right? And so it says that if you train them up in the way they should go, when they're old, they will not depart from it. And so that's something that we can hold on to, that we can stand on and know that it may not look well right now, but I know they're coming back in Jesus' name. And so our next point is because every parent needs a partner. Why next gen? Because parents need partners. They need partners that are affirming and confirming the values of the Word of God. Just like you are teaching your students and your kids at home, hey, honesty is important. You should obey. You should listen. You should have morals. You should be pure. We're coming up alongside you. We're partnering with you in those things. And week in and week out, we're pouring those same values into your kids, into your students. And, you know, every parent knows that you could tell your kids something a hundred times and then somebody else that they feel like is a little bit cooler tells them that. And then they're like, oh, it just clicked in my head, mom. Like I remember going home from youth, youth group and my parents are the pastors, so I know they're full of wisdom. But back in the day, um, I would go home from youth group and say, mom, you're never going to believe. Blah, blah, blah. Just told me this and it just clicked for the first time. And she's like. Yeah, like really? you do, your parents face, like as a kid. I told you this last week. You're just like, yeah, I finally get it. And they're just like, I love you. But you know what? They all need those people, right? We need those people pouring in our kids, usually telling them the exact same thing that you are, um, but it just clicks. And so Psalms 119, 9 through 11 says this, how can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. Mm. I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How can a young person stay pure? How can a young person stay moral? How can a young person stay obedient? By obeying God's word. If they don't know the word, how can they obey it? Right? And so that's why we're here. That's why the youth ministry is here. That's why the children's ministry is here. That's what they're pouring into your kids, that we want them to know the word so they can obey the word, because that comes first. Absolutely. So I like to kind of think of it like this. We're not parents yet. We're spiritual parents, but we don't have kids yet. I say yet. Adopted parents. We're adopted parents to an extent. Um, If if you watch any kind of sport, you know there's always a head coach, and then there's always kind of like assistants. And if you've got more than one kid... Um, I like to kind of think of like the young bloods. They got like six of them. That's like blows my mind. Um, there's, all, there's, there's all these moving parts or whatever, and you need kind of those assistants. And that's what River's Edge in 2911 is. They're to come alongside you and consistently remind the kids, like she said, we might say it once and it clicked, but you say it a thousand times. So if we can help you save 99% of what you're saying, you know, and get through to them, that's why we're here. We're resources. We want to partner with you guys to really merge the family and the love of Christ into one. So because every young person needs an influential parent, that is not... That is not their parent that believes in them and encourages them to follow Jesus Christ. So that's pretty much what it is. We're here. We want to partner with you. We're the resource behind it all that really pushes everything that you're teaching them 
all the morals that you have at home, all the forgiveness that you teach one another, all the love and the excitement and the joy and the peace. We're here just to remind them because sometimes, like Sam said, you walk into one service on a Wednesday night or a Sunday, Sunday morning in River's Edge and it's like, boom, wow, my teacher told me this and I got it. And then you're pant- you just look at them and you're just like, mm, I love you. So, but that's why we're here. And the, and the Bible really breaks that down pretty simple for us. In Proverbs 27, 17, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And there was moments in my life, man, I grew up in a, a phenomenal youth group um, called The Edge. And we had this thing called uh, Thursday Night Edge. So we had regular service on Wednesday, and then Thursday we had uh, Thursday Night Edge. And we'd literally just get to hang out for about three hours. We'd skateboard, play basketball, football, video games, whatever. But my youth pastor was there, and the whole team was there. So every Wednesday night, you know, I had those, those impactful services and those worship and those discipleship and those small groups. And those elements are critical and important. But on Thursday night, man, sometimes my walls just fell down. And my youth pastor was there just playing a video game with me. But I had the opportunity to be like, hey, what do you think about dating a girl? Or what do you think about, see, my buddy's dealing with this drug problem at home. Or, you know, and really ask the more difficult questions. Well, my buddy's mom and dad's thinking about getting a divorce. What, is, what does Jesus say about that? How can I encourage him? Or maybe even, hey, my mom and dad are struggling right now. See, those moments are so critical, and that's why we do what we do. But we want to partner with you guys so that can be fulfilled. Yeah. Hebrews 10.25 says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And that's how just important it is to meet together, to come together. I know for us as adults, for me to sit in a Sunday morning service and look to my left and look to my right and see people my age worshiping, praying, crying, jumping in the word, that that's so encouraging for me. And that, that makes a difference. The meeting together somehow brings unity and gives me hope that if they can, they can make it through their struggle, I can make it through mine. And we're creating that place here every Wednesday night for your students. Miss Cindy is creating that place for your kids in worship, that they'll look to their left and to their right, and even though they may be afraid to lift their hands in worship, seeing someone else their age doing it kind of makes me, makes me a little bit more brave. And so that's why it's important for us to meet together. When I was in children's ministry, I was in River's Edge and I was the top dog. I loved to serve. I was the teacher's helper. I wanted to assist everybody. I wanted to be there. When a new kid came, they would sit them next to me because they knew that I would include them and talk their ear off. And then I moved up to 2911 Youth. And there was a transition there and it was a struggle. The first week I was in 2911 Youth, I ran out crying because the older kids were being mean to me. And I tell this story because the way that my parents reacted to that set something in me that's still with me to this day. Of course, they comforted me and they let me sit out that first night because I was crying and I was a mess. But then the next week came And I made up every excuse, mom, I can't go. No one's nice to me. I sit by myself. I don't have any friends because all my friends are still in River's Edge. And they made me go. And they taught me by making me go week in and week out. And then eventually I began to love it. And here I am, the youth pastor now of it. But they taught me that just like they make me go to school and how important growing in that way is, they made me go to youth. And they taught me through making me go 
that just as important as me growing at school is me growing spiritually. That my spiritual life is not less important than my educational life. And so with them making me go, pushing me to go, that instills something in me. That my spiritual life, number one, is important to my parents. But number two, that it's just important, period. And that this is the time that I need to be growing and learning in the Lord so that when I am old, when I am an adult and life really does get hard, we think it's hard when we're teenagers and then it gets really hard, that I can stand and I have a firm foundation to stand on. Right. And as a young person or even as a young kid, you hear so many people correct you, correct you, correct you, correct you, correct you. And I don't know about you guys, but eventually you'll turn numb to that. But when someone loves you enough to correct you and then direct you, to say, hey, listen, there is, there is a plan that God has for you. There is a future. And there's a hope inside that future that God has designed specifically for you. There's something that happens on, in, on the inside of a young kid or even a young adult where it's like, wow, this person really believes in me. I know my mom and dad's got my back. I know maybe my grandparents have got my back. Or maybe even there's that uncle or aunt that's got that back. But man, someone else really believes in me that, that is willing enough to correct me even when it's not cool, but then direct me. Man, that just, that just breaks down so many walls. There's, Satan can't do a lot with that. He can't. He tries. He tries week in and week out. And I see kids fight it and fight it and fight it and fight it. So I'm just going to ask everybody to close their eyes and bow their head. And this is just a really, really sacred moment. And maybe you didn't have the opportunity to uh, be raised in, in a river's edge and have a Miss Cindy in a team that just loves you so much and encourages you week in and week out. Or maybe you didn't get the opportunity to, as a young person, really grow up in a youth ministry where you know, you're challenged and you have the opportunity to break up in small groups and go to great events and see people get healed and go to worship camps. What I love about that scripture is that the future is still the future, regardless if you're 18 or if you're 80. See, God still has you. He still wants you. He still desires you. So our ushers are available. They're going to slip something in your hands. And I just want you to just take that bold step. Because if you can't do it in here, then there's no way in the world we'd do it out there. So I just want you to stand to your feet and be like, you know what, I just want to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I just want to confess Him. I just want to give Him that opportunity to guide my future, to show me that hope at the end of the, to the, end of the tunnel. And if you're a parent, we want to ask you to stand to your feet. And we want to pray a prayer of blessing over you because that is a high honor. Whether your students, your kids are little babies or they're grown adults now. They're still your kids. So Lord, I just pray right now over every parent. God, I ask that you would bless them beyond what they could imagine. God, that when they take a step of faith to change the way they're leading their family or to change the way that they console or encourage their children, God, would you bless them? Would you pour your blessings over them? Give them courage. Give them wisdom. Lord, I pray that they would lead their children fearlessly after you, Lord. 
And God, I ask that they would reap the benefits of that. God, that their children would grow up and serve you and love you and live for you. So God, I just pray over every parent, the ones that may be discouraged, the ones that feel like they've missed it. Lord, would you wrap them in your grace, wrap them in your love today. God, you are the perfect father. You set the example for us. And your word says that if earthly fathers can give good gifts, how much greater can you? And so I just pray, Lord, that you would supply these parents every need. That you would give them the very best gift, which is salvation for their children, salvation for themselves. And so God, I pray as they walk out of this church today, they would be filled with your fire, with your strength to stand strong when they need to, to be soft when they need to. Jesus, we just, uh, we seal this in your name. We thank you for every step parent. We thank you for every grandparent. We thank you for every aunt and uncle that pours in to these young people and these young kids. Jesus, that the, that the way that they're, they, they walk out their lives would be a reflection of you, what you've done in their lives. So it would flow over into the next generation. So when the baton is passed, they would be able to rise up and continue sharing the gospel and sharing your peace and carrying the joy that only you can offer. We know there's nothing on earth that is like the presence of the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we ask you just to be a lamp to their feet, be an encouraging to their ears and let them walk out of here. Lord, and loosen their tongue for encouragement towards their young kids and towards their young adults and the students that are in their lives, regardless if they see them once a week, once a month, every other month, Lord, that you would just give them the opportunity to start investing those seeds. And even if they don't see them seeds come to life, that they know that they are planted and they are going to continue to water them and they're going to continue to pray for them and they're going to continue to fight for them because the next generation matters. And that's why next gen. So Lord, I pray right now that you would encourage everyone to come to the Merge Conference so they could take home what they learned and be able to apply it to their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.